Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome back. The Ohioan, um, again, lots of news over the weekend. One of the things that struck that struck me as interesting is uh, Craig and Brandon, we talk a lot about new social media networks, and it, it's interesting. The last couple we profiled was, is it MeWe or MeWe? Do you guys know how to pronounce that? I think it's just MeWe. I don't know. Brandon, have you heard anything different? Uh, I, I think I've heard it pronounced irrelevant, um, <laughs> low of the totem pole, um, Why fringe. Why did waste 10 minutes of their valuable air time talking about this? <laughs> you know, we talked waste about of me- time. Yes, we talked about me. We I started accounts we talked about just for kicks, and I'm like, hey, if it gets clicks, maybe we'll do more in it. That's the last I've ever heard. That's the last notification I've got. I think I logged in once to say, all right, is anybody else on it? It was this big blank space of ugh. And I, I think they were kind of a right-wing site trying to, you know, offer free, you, you know, no censorship or whatever. <clears throat> kind of like Parlor, but that's kind of gone behind the wayside, too. I hear Parlor's coming back, but I have mm-hmm. you guys heard anything else about that, or is that just a rumor? I heard the rumor, but I think it was the I think it was the the person that created the app that said it was coming back without really uh, saying that it, without really confirming that it actually will come back. And, and that was another kind of right wing, you know, what do you call it, you know, no censorship and everything else. I will say, and this is very different than Parlor or MeWe or whatever it's called. I, I'm still checking out Clubhouse. I'm not very excited about posting stuff on it because there's really no place to post. I will say Clubhouse has been interesting because it's kind of like a lot of seminars on stuff you're interested in. So I'm not sure how I can use Clubhouse myself, but it's interesting to listen to shows about podcasts or listen to shows about other interests you have. So I'm so okay with podcast. Yeah, I'm okay with podcasting, but I'm also, I'm okay with Clubhouse. I'm not sure if I'm crazy enough about to say, Brandon, Craig, we, you got to get on today, but it, it's got some, it's got relevance. I, I was listening to an interview with MC Hammer one night, and they interviewed um, uh, uh, Demi Lovato. So it was, there's some interesting stuff going on there in specific Clubhouse. Well, I bring this up because, you know, social media's got controversial um, around the time of the insurrection. You know, people were concerned about what, uh, Trump was saying on social media, and I think there was some concern about, um, you know, what people could be using Trump's social media for. So over the weekend, a couple of notable stories. Um, 
his aide got on one of the local talk shows and said, Donald Trump is planning to return to social media with his new social network. Now, because of comments he made after the insurrection on Capitol Hill, a lot of people banned him. So, you know, Donald Trump really can't start a social media account. So, Brandon, I, I guess his idea is if you don't let me on social media, I'm going to start my own. Um, now, Brandon, the interesting thing about it is we always mock these new social networks because they start, they have big promise, nobody joins them, and it seems like everyone still sticks with Facebook and Twitter. But Jason Miller, his aide, in an interview over the weekend, made an interesting point that he, it might be valid. Um, Donald Trump, you know, Twitter kind of got more popular with Donald Trump. Do you think that if Trump starts his own network, we have no idea what it's going to be called, do you think it might attract more interest if the star is, hey, Donald Trump's there? So if you like Donald Trump, you might join it. Even if you don't like Donald Trump, you're saying, oh, I wonder what he's doing. Some people might join for that. Do you think whatever the social network may be, do you think it's got a chance if it's got the backing of the former president? It will at the very least be more successful than Parler or MeWe because there's okay. it's Trump backed. It's Trump Trump branded and probably will um you know, people there's he has a very uh, deep following in that sense. So I think it just depends on what kind of Trump supporter are you? Because there were there were a bunch of Trump supporters, and I don't know if they were kind of fibbing on this. Like, oh, I, I like what he's doing, but I don't like his tweeting. I I don't know. We'll find out, I guess, uh, depending on how many people sign up for this network, if it do, ever does come to fruition. Um, it seems like it's a good chance of happening, though, more so than Trump launching a third party. Um, but um. Uh, there are other questions I have about what the implications of, of a Trump owned Trump run um, social network uh, could mean for the political landscape in the next few years. I kind of wonder, and I'll throw this out there. I think it could be a discussion between all three of us. The thing I kind of wonder about is in general, not just about politics, aren't the most interesting social networks like a Facebook or a Twitter one where it's just not one particular topic. I, I, you know, on Facebook, you know, you can talk politics if you want. You can talk sports if you want. You can say, hey, here's a picture of my baby or uh, my dog or whatever the case may be. I just don't know if, in general, networks that are based around one topic work. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Well, okay, you, you can start. So we're not all talking at the same time, I guess. Well, no, I mean, I, I just... I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about this because, you know, are we going to get into the before this even gets started or when it gets started, aren't we just going to get into the same thing with Parler where it gets shut down? So these companies don't, I mean, Google Play and, and, and Apple do not have to put this app on the phones or make it make it accessible anyway. So in some ways, this might not even ever get off the ground, even though it's maybe off the ground in his mind. I just, I don't know. I feel like this probably won't even come to fruition because they're at the whims of these app stores to run, you know, run this app. So I don't even know if something like this would even come to light at this point, you know, with the way Parler has been closed down. And, you know, I just kind of wonder if, if this even has any any merit at this point with the, the fact that he's going to have to submit this app to Google Play and, and, you know, Apple. And they'll probably just say, no, we don't want it. Well, and I guess my hope would be 
you, you know, there's a lot of weird talk about free speech and everything else. I think unless there's something, I, I mean, I know there's been criticism of stuff that Trump's done in the past and everything, but I'd say let the app go until it's found to be destructive. I mean, you never <laughs> know. I mean, well, what I'm saying is, in terms of free speech and everything, are we just going to ban everything because Trump's behind it? I mean, I'm not one. Like, we're going to talk about Josh McDonald in a second. And I got from a friend, and I'm putting it in quotes, a very angry message yelling at me personally about Josh McDonald. And I just shared a freaking story. You know what I mean? So, and I can kind of see if they don't even let it on because it's Trump, are we really suppressing everything to do with Trump? I mean, I'd say, and yeah, you're right. Trump's not going if Trump does this, he's going to go on to, you know, yell about the stuff he's yelling about, and people like him are probably going to take it to dark places. But I, I don't know for a free speech thing if we should ban it just because it's from Trump. I mean, are, are we blacklisting everything that Trump says or does? Now, if something really bad happens there, which I think could easily happen, then you ban it. But I don't know. I mean, I think it might be a step too far just to ban it just because it's Trump back, you know? Well, that may be, but how many apps that are created maybe don't make it just because they go through the vetting process and Google or Apple say, no, there's viruses in this or there's whatever we don't like in this and they don't let it go to, they don't let it see the light of day. And maybe they do let, let this app see the light of day, but then they have to ban it within how many hours or minutes because someone posts something that violates their, 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 their policy, you know, their rules. So I don't know. At that point, they probably have to anticipate that something like that would happen if this app is being developed and probably just get out ahead of it and say, no, we're not going to even let this on here because we know what it's going to do. Brandon, do you think when you know Trump got banned from these social networks, I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things you can question and criticize Trump about. To me, it seemed like a lot of it was based on not even just what he said, but what, how people were reacting to comments you made right after the insurrection? Well, it was... Um... Um, that his ban ultimately happened part kind of twofold in the sense that yeah it, he was in, uh, he was um um I don't want to like necessarily put put a spin on it but either way I I think it's like um you know as far as because people are still debating it to this day but basically he incited in an insurrection on the, on the Capitol based on on if you look at the evidence but some people will disagree with that but be that as may. Um, um, you, but it was also, he was, he, there was no, what chance tech companies finally, finally pulled the, pulled the trigger because he was no longer going to be in office. I mean, they, there's so many other, um, other moments throughout his presidency that could have warranted a, a more, a, a similar response, but they chose not to because, you know, he, he was, in charge uh, in the executive branch. That's uh, involved, and especially with there are issues. Where I think that I think you know, while conservatives get laughed at for there are issues of you know how tech is does play a role in terms of how we communicate with each other and whether they have too much power. And I think it is a worthwhile conversation, and especially when it comes to a part of how tech is becoming way too big. I mean, if you look at Facebook's ownership of Instagram, for as an example. That that aside, um, 
you know, I think Craig does bring up a good point, though, that, um, you know, Trump's Twitter does have roadblocks. If it doesn't get it has to pass the pass the gatekeeper test of Apple and Google unless he finds a way to communicate to his followers. You'll have to download it this way to, to get it on your phone or if it's just a simply a web a web a portal browser uh, yeah. that you can access on Chrome or whatever. Um, maybe most of his followers won't, won't care if they can't get it on their phone. They can at least go on, sit at their desktop, and have it open. I mean, I, it'll be a that'll be a demographic question then. How many millennials, Gen Xers, and baby boomers will already using web browsers for Facebook or might use uh, this network? And the biggest question I think is if 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 all things being equal and it does go off without a hitch, um, you know, how much will the media pay attention to his the content he puts out there? Um, it's, we're in a weird situation where he could run for president again, but does that warranted him to put out, um, report on every single opinion he has? Um, the only time it might make sense from a news judgment perspective, arguably is like, unless he's saying he's announcing some sort of new initiative or anything to do with the presidential campaign, you know, then, uh, you know, you know, there are they essentially giving him like a pseudo Twitter. He's they're already kind of doing it now when he puts out these weird statements and the press kind of reports it. They just don't have the same kind of impact that it um, resonates. It used to resonate if it was if it was uh, put on directly on Twitter. Right. Well, and I think there's a difference here. Let me share the other story we're going to talk about. And let me make my point. I, I might be off base here. Uh, but, you know, U.S. Senate candidate Josh Mandel, we've talked about him. He's from Ohio. He got in trouble, and he wasn't banned from Twitter, but his account was limited or restricted because he had a tweet that was, I guess I'm describing childish as best, um, where, you know, you can't have polls on Twitter. So he shared, and, and I'm like, come on, this guy's running for U.S. Senate. Why, why, why is he even saying this? Um He's wondering about what type of legals would create more crimes. And it was either Mexican terrorists or Mexican gangbangers. And it, it just was racist, childish. It, you know, yes, not all Mexicans are terrorists or gangbangers. It, it just, it was very, it was a good message. And at best, to be polite, there was a lot of media members going, and this is a U.S. Senate, you know, it, it was almost like he was playing the hits. I mean, Mandel's kind of affixed his star with Trump, and, you know, he's pretty much saying, hey, if I can make a lot of Donald Trump-type tweets, maybe I'm in. You know, and that was kind of his thing. And, again, not to criticize everything that Donald Trump's ever tweeted out, but when you're kind of referencing Mexicans as criminals, that's where it gets – shady and uncomfortable to say the best. And I'm trying to be nice. I could be a lot meaner than that, but you know, you just don't do that. Well, so I guess the point I'm trying to make getting back to the Trump thing is Mandel's account was restricted. Now I got an angry message from someone saying, Hey, in the media, you need to investigate this. And I respond back said, no, Twitter is a private company. Twitter's allowed to make any rule they want. I mean, Twitter can restrict Christians. Twitter can restrict whoever they want. Now, on the opposite side, if they restrict people, then all hell should break loose because people might leave the platform if people are, are, are feel way too restricted. But, you know, it was a childish, dumb remark. Twitter took action. They're a private company. They're allowed to do it. That's how America and freedom and democracy work. Uh, so the same thing with Donald Trump. And from what I recall, 
if you believe Trump's words were behind the insurrection or not, there was people that were using his tweets for bad purposes. So Twitter took action, Facebook action, YouTube took action. They're allowed to. They're a private company. There were probably some pressure with police in the area saying, hey, for safety and security reasons, we need to take this down. It wasn't just that you know people opposed Donald Trump. It was a safety issue at that time. And that's why they didn't take it down about all the other stuff that Brandon was talking about they couldn't take it down. So I say all that to say, as a private company, you can take action on people if it's hateful, if it's putting you off in a bad way. But at the same time, even though, yeah, if Donald Trump's going to do an app or whatever the social network would be, yeah, people are going to use it for long purposes. But I think you can't restrict it if it's on your network. I, I guess that's where I'm at. Where, yeah, if something bad happens, and Craig, you're right, maybe in a couple hours something bad will happen. I, I just feel uncomfortable if we're totally blocking people from doing any type of of things. And I, I would say, you, you know, the former president could be found guilty. He could be prosecuted. So I think we need to, if we're going to prosecute him, I think we need to do that. But I don't think we need to prosecute everybody just in the, field of freedom of speech. I mean, if you want to restrict it, fine. But at least allow somebody to start an app. I don't know. Maybe I'm off base here, but that's kind of where I'm at. Well, that's that's understandable, and, and maybe that will happen, and they'll say, well, we'll give you an opportunity, and then the, the minute you mess up, you're gone. Um, it's, But you know what, though? You know, It's almost like they want that to happen. I almost kind of think the way Josh Mandel's tweeting, it's almost like he wants to be you know, booted off or restricted or whatever off of Twitter because he wants to stir up that as sort of a narrative like, oh, just like the president, I was booted from Twitter or, you know, they're, they're, you know, harping on my freedom of speech or whatever. Like, I think it's almost like he's got a plan in place to see how far he can go before he's cut off from the world kind of thing and, and, you know, use that as his way to campaign here in the next 14 months. So I don't necessarily agree with it, but, you know, that's what he's deciding to do. I mean, he's never really been all that active on Twitter until he decided to run, you know, for Senate here. And now he's starting to tweet all the time about, you know, whatever it may be, a lot of it's pro-Trump stuff or just things that he, maybe it's like things that he thinks Trump would tweet if he was still on Twitter. I don't know. But, uh, or maybe Trump has control of his Twitter and is, you know, helping him out or something. I don't know. But I, it's almost like he's trying to do this on purpose so he can, you know, generate some some sympathy maybe or, you know, well, use well, it as a campaign. Well, I mean, Mandel did put out a, a nice big press release once he got suspended for 12 hours oh yeah, um, yeah. I, i'm sure that press release was has been written weeks ago ready right. to yeah. ready to put out just need to fill in the blanks <laughs> right um, in ohio the former president won ohio by eight points so you know mendel's strategy is saying hey if the president won ohio you know i, I it seems like there's still supporters of him here so let me emulate him in his tweet i mean it's strategy and, you know, Jane Timken, it's funny. You're, you're not hearing much from Jane T- Timken lately. And it's kind of interesting. And maybe she's adopted the, hey, take the low road that, you know, current President Biden did in the presidential election. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, yeah, but you know what? 
and you guys are right. I think it's political strategy. That press release was written. You know, let's start screaming about big tech and everything. But, you know, I'm fine with Twitter banning more people. You know, Twitter could come out tomorrow and say, hey, we only like Democrats. So if you're a Republican, you're out of here. And, and someone could say, why well, do anything wrong? Well, that's fine. You're out of here. I mean, Twitter's a private company. Twitter could just have Democrats on our platform. Twitter could just have, you know, fascists on the platform. It doesn't matter, you know. But I, I get more bothered when, like, you know, to Donald Trump's credit, I guess, if you want to start your own social network, it's a free, it's a free country. Whatever. Start your own social network. I may not ever be on it, but start your own network. We're, and if you do something that's a danger, that's when it can get taken down. And again, maybe I'm having it wrong, but I think when they took Trump's social accounts away, it was because his words and his speech helped lead people to storm the Capitol in a deadly attack. You know, I, I kind of look at it and I say, like, my dad was a police chaplain. There's things that go beyond the scenes where police make calls where if there's danger or, or safety in, in line, police can come in and say, hey, you got to do this. And I'm kind of wondering if that President Trump decision wasn't just based on, hey, tech companies are getting sick of it. I think there may have been some high place calls saying, hey, stuff is going down. You need to take this social account away. I mean, maybe it wasn't Twitter's decision. Maybe that decision was made for them. Uh, I mean, is that crazy or? No, that's a bit yeah. speculative. And, yeah, um, I mean, but... I, I'm not reporting that. But what I'm saying is I've, see, I've seen times in the past where, you know, police could take action, not because they're dangerous or the government or whatever. Police are just saying, look, something bad could happen. Please take this step for safety purposes, you know? It's possible. It's always possible. Yeah, I, I'll I'll just... not reporting that. It's just speculative, but it could happen, you know? I'll give you one one more quick example of what I was talking about, and we'll, we'll move on. I'm beating this to death a little bit. But I covered, um, when I worked up in Maslin, I covered a really bad police shooting. Uh, police officer lost his life. And the guy that killed him was a constitutionalist. Um, I'm not sure where that ranks in the I'm not sure if constitutionals were one of the ones that were invading the Capitol or whatever, but they believe that, hey, there's way too many laws going on. We should be more free and everything else. Well, this guy uh, tried to pull him over. He kept on going away. So he drove into Maslin. Maslin had a police roadblock set up, and he came out shooting, and he killed the police officer over it. And the next couple of days, I actually talked to his friends just to say, hey, who is this guy? What was he trying to do? What was his thought process and everything? And it was funny because their group met in a local restaurant every Tuesday. So I was going to go to the restaurant, talk to the group in person and everything else. Police called that restaurant and said, you've got to close. Because I went to that restaurant that night to cover that meeting. They booted me out and they booted every other group out because of that. And the restaurant was, you know, ticked off at me because they're like, why are you writing this? I'm like, look, this is what happened. You've had this group in your place before. You know, we need to report on that. And I called the police, and the police pretty much told me that. And again, this was a local bad situation, but it kind of makes you wonder what's happened federally. Because again, the police closed it for the night. Not because the police are trying to restrict the business, but the police said, hey, there's some serious stuff could be going on. And later on, I heard... There, there was possible police were coming to confront them, or maybe even, I mean, I mean, there was 
thoughts of a shootout at, at that restaurant that night. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm too conspiratorial the other way, but it, it's kind of interesting. So any other thoughts on this? Sorry, I, I kind of went off. <laughs> so, all right. I, I I got one thing here. Uh, funny that we brought up like a tw- a tw- uh, social media for specific topics. Like over the um, last last week, someone a New York New Yorker writer tweeted this out, saying soccer Twitter needs its own website. The way things go on here, people who are normally on point about <clears throat> news, culture, etc., randomly tweet "whoa" or "holy expletive." Sometimes, and I scramble to find out what happened. It's just some dumb header play or offsides call. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. This happened on a random Thursday. This was because it was a Champions League match going on on Thursday. And it was just like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> so maybe, you know, if we could get that soccer Twitter, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely hop on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if your soccer app, if you ever launch that, how long they'll <laughs> stay up. Um, Craig, let me let you finish with one other thing because it kind of cut you off. And I apologize for that. Do you think we're going to start seeing some like we talked our first segment about EJ Liddell, uh, just crazy people saying horrible things about him online. Um, I forgot to ask this last segment. They're investigating. They turned us over to Ohio State Police and might go over other places. Unfortunately, you don't see this stuff being prosecuted in the past. And even with President Trump, you know, he's supposed there's some talk that he might face charges over what his role may have been in, in the incident. It hasn't happened yet, and it's been a couple months. Do you think we're going to start to see some prosecution over things that are said on social media? If it's you're saying crazy things about a high state player or even former presidents who words, you know, there's some serious debate on, you know, did they spark a deadly capital attack? I, is this something that we're people are going to prosecute because sadly we haven't done this at all. I mean, you can say whatever you want and yeah, you get shunned, but you don't get prosecuted. You think you might see that a little bit more in the future? Well, I think at some point you're going to get to a, a point in, in history where you're going to have a case like this because we really don't have any precedent set in previous cases where, you know, there's, there's hate speech that maybe, you know, can be prosecuted. You know, everybody says, well, they have freedom of speech. Well, they, that doesn't, that does not, you know, protect you against racial slurs and hate speech and threatening messages. So I think people, first off, need to maybe better understand what the First Amendment does really protect. And I think it's possible, maybe more so in the E.J. Liddell case, because I think you can point to threatening messages, racial slurs, things like that, where you could really prosecute someone for hate speech. I don't know about the president so much because, you know, we'd have to say, well, Where's the proof that he said, go storm the Capitol, as opposed to go over there? And some of the things, yes, that was that were said maybe didn't help the cause, but it's it's harder to maybe prove that case than it is maybe the E.J. Liddell case. Okay. Just my thought. Yeah. Not, not saying that there shouldn't be, you know, a, a look inside, you know, maybe what they can do to prosecute both cases. But I think the E.J. Liddell case probably seems a little bit more clear cut that you could probably get some sort of a decision rendered in favor of E.J. Liddell. I agree. I agree. And and last thing, this is kind of goofy, but I, I wonder if President Trump, would you consider letting him back on Twitter if he doesn't talk about politics or race? But would he? I, I mean, yeah, that's know, true. It's like, I, I want goofy President Trump back who just in stream of consciousness 
talking about random crap. They have nothing to do with politics. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just don't think he would. I don't think he really? could. I don't he think can he only tweet. Capable. He can only tweet during the hours of entertainment tonight. Yeah. And Access Hollywood. That's Access Hollywood. That's the only time he can live tweet Access Hollywood. That's the only time he's allowed on. <laughs> because if you remember, in the years before he became president, yeah, he made some crazy comments. Like when he was questioning where uh, former President Obama was born and everything. But there was some random stream of consciousness. Like, yeah, he was doing some comments about football and everything else. Hey, you know, I'm actually follow that. You know, just random, random Trump, you know. Nothing to do with politics or race, just coming a life around him. I don't know. It'd be kind of strange. So, All right, we'll be back with another segment of Highland. As always, <laughs> thanks for checking out us. Let us know what you think. Um, you know, maybe the answer to this would be more government regulation. I don't know what it might be. But let us know what you think. Thanks for checking out the Highland. We'll be back in a second with another segment. Have a good one.